Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Weekly Wealth Podcast. Before we get started, please check out our new website, and this is aimed at the business owners, www.allofmyassets.com. That's www.allofmyassets.com, and uh, we can help business owners to increase the value of their business so that they can either sell the business, which is probably their biggest asset, for a higher multiple now or they can have an easier and more profitable life today because a sellable business is a more profitable business. So www.allofmyassets.com, and we hope that you enjoy this episode. This is the Weekly Wealth Podcast with certified financial planner, David Chudik, where we discuss the wealth building mindsets and tactics that can help you to build and maintain wealth for you, your family, and your business. Okay, everybody, well, welcome to this week's episode of the Weekly Wealth Podcast. Um, uh, as you know, my name is David Chudik, and I am a certified financial planner with Parallel Financial. And this is going to be kind of a cool episode because, quite frankly, we've not talked with anybody just about buying land. We've talked about all kinds of different assets, and we've talked about residential properties. Uh, we even talked with a realtor that helped me buy um, a home for our child, uh, our, our, our college freshman, to uh go to uh, college in and, and kind of have tenants pay for the rent, but never talked about about land. And I'm kind of intrigued about it. So it's going to be cool. So we have PJ uh, Riley with us today, and he's the host of Land Life Podcast. So, hey, PJ, how are you? I'm doing great, David. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. So tell us, what part of the world are you in? Yeah, so right now, I, I live in Denver, just, just north of Denver. Um, very sunny out, very hot, uh, you know, kind of a beautiful part of the country right now. We're actually heading up to the mountains uh, tomorrow. I believe it's tomorrow. We're heading up to the mountains to do some paddleboarding. We got like canoeing, going to do all that kind of stuff up there. Awesome. Awesome. Now, actually, we were talking before, I'm going to be up in your neck of the woods in uh, in the fall and hopefully yeah. won't won't freeze too badly. I'm in South Carolina. So a cold day in South Carolina is probably... Uh, <laughs> is <laughs> probably a warm day in the winter up in, uh, up in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. So how long have you been in the, uh, in the land business? Yeah, gosh, so I've been doing land for seven and a half, maybe almost eight years now, uh, buying and selling dirt. Really? Wow. Yeah. So that's really, yeah. that's really interesting. Cause like all of these books that you read about like passive income, you know, buy multi-unit residential properties and, and, and don't get me wrong in the right situation, that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. But um, quite frankly, you know, it, it has me a little bit intrigued. Like, I mean, why would I buy land? I mean, it, what benefit would that have to me? It's, does it produce cash flow? or, I mean, it, to me, you know, just kind of as someone who, who hasn't done it, it doesn't seem like that great of an idea. So, so open our <laughs> minds to it. Yeah. So it, it all depends on what you, what you want to do with the dirt. Like, obviously I am a, I, I buy and sell vacant land. So I contact an, an owner, uh, you know, the, the property owner, um, and I purchase the property directly from them. No title companies, nobody involved. I purchase the property. Then I personally sell it online. Okay. So who do I sell to? That's the question. And now, can you um, so improve he, land? Like, like you might buy an old house and spend, you know, like on TV and, you know, a week later you, you, you spend $10,000 and you sell it for $200,000 more because you, you know, flipped a house and improved it. Do you, improve, can you improve land or, or is it just maybe you bought it at a, at a, at a, at a low price? Yeah, absolutely. You, you can definitely improve it. 
you know, and, and typically what I'll, I won't improve properties. That's usually what I will do. I will, I'll buy it directly as raw land and I will sell it as raw land, you know, give the buyer their, their chance to work with a clean slate, do whatever they want with it. Um, there's been times where we'll put in driveways, uh, you know, we'll figure out how to get electricity hooked up on the property, uh, well, septic, things like that you can add to a property. Um, if I'm selling it to an end buyer, I don't know where they want to, if they do want to put a house on it, I don't know what they want to do with it. So I don't want to uh, mess up their clean slate, right? Their, their property that they have a, a vision for. So I buy it as dirt, sell it as dirt. That is it. That's interesting because, you know, so like you're saying, you put in a driveway, spend tens and tens of thousands of dollars, and, and maybe I, I didn't want to build a house, or maybe I yeah. want to build commercial strip center or anything like that, uh, that, that driveway, or even maybe the location of utilities, um, sewer and everything on the property probably would vary based on, on the end purpose. So that, that's really, really interesting yeah. and a heck of a lot cheaper for you to not kind of take that risk up front. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, there's been times where I put like, um, so if there's like a big mountain property, beautiful mountain property, the great big backstop, you know, let's say there's a giant mountain at the back of it, right? Um, I put up uh, maybe like a shooting range. A lot of people out here like to shoot. So I'll put up a couple uh, targets and that's it. They show up to the property. They see these, these targets at the end. A lot of these guys are like, wow, yeah, I like this. Even if they don't keep it there, it's not a permanent fixture. It's not something they can't just pull off. Uh, you know, and, and, or move. Um, but it, it is kind of enticing to somebody who maybe, maybe want to shoot. Um, but the, the vast majority of times I just take the property, I buy it directly and then I just sell it. So now what geographic areas are you, you know, buying properties in It's just Colorado or, or, or all over the place, really all over the country. So typically right now I stick to, uh, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Mississippi and Alabama, uh, and then Colorado and Wyoming. Those are kind of the, the spots I seem to stay, stay with. Uh, I just prefer the people that I get to deal with in those states are kind of their land people, I guess I'd say. You know, you get a lot of responses. If I were to try to buy property in, let's say, uh, maybe, maybe a metro, major metropolitan area, they're not going to be as excited about buying land. Uh, in their little area. It's, you know, there's just basically residential vacant lots out there. And I think that's one of the keys to, to selling land is, I, I was talking to a guy the other day about this. If you pull up here in Denver, or if you pull up, let's say in Los Angeles, we'll say Los Angeles, and you have a Ferrari, everybody thinks, wow, this guy's a big baller. He's a big player, right? So everybody in that area looks at a Ferrari as a status symbol, as something that makes you look better. Like, you know, wow, that's amazing. If I were to do the exact same thing, let's say Eastern Oklahoma at maybe like the Elks Club type place. If I were to pull up in a Ferrari, nobody would like me. Every single person there would be like, who the heck does this guy think he is? Mm -hmm. However, if I pulled up, walked in, and we start talking about my 80 acre property that I own in that place that everybody in the local area loves to go. Now it's different. Now my status just rose. It's a, to a lot of people in, in rural America and really any, anywhere in, in the central part of the country, uh, vacant land is a status symbol. So people will buy it. I mean, of course they want to use it. They want to hunt. They want to camp. They want to fish. They want to do all those great things, but it's really an emotional purchase. You know, you don't need it. You don't absolutely have to have it, but you can. It is a status symbol. It's kind of like the Ferrari of the uh, the rural parts of the country. 
Sure. Yeah, no, that, that, that's very interesting. And I could definitely imagine, you know, you get your butt kicked, you show up at a, at a, at a meeting oh. in, in Oklahoma driving a Ferrari for sure. But um, <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Possibly a lot of the, you know, people that, that, that have enough money to be able to afford a Ferrari, you know, they're driving, you know, 15, 20 year old F-150s, but yet they have, you know, uh, thousands and thousands of, um, of acres of, uh, yep. of land for sure. So totally different. it's just a different, different step, different idea, different mentality. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the people still want things. They still want stuff. They still want to feel important. Um, so they, but it's just a different type of, uh, yeah. of asset. Yeah. 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 So when you're buying and selling, I mean, are you personally, are you visiting land or are you buying land kind of sight unseen and, you know, just, I mean, obviously, you know, the acreage and, and you, there's, you probably know everything you could possibly need to know about it from online records. So are you traveling all over the place or are you buying land sight unseen? I, I'll, I will travel the vast majority of times. I don't, I, I usually do not travel. Um, I buy in the same general areas. I know what the properties are, are going to look like. Um, I know, I, I understand county records, uh, how to research a property. So most of the time I won't go. Uh, if it's fairly close and I have a day, I will drive out there, but it's super rare. It's, it, it's very rare. I have people on the ground too in certain places that can go visit a property. They can go check it out. Hey, you know, it's, it's a beautiful property. It's got, you know, uh, you know, it's five acres. It does have street access. But did you know there's an old trailer way at the back of it? And mm-hmm. I'll say, no, I had no idea. Google Maps didn't show me that. Uh, so it's kind of nice to have a, somebody on the ground that can kind of go out there, just eyeball the property, look at it. I can cover the records. I understand all that. You know, so having somebody out there really, really helps uh, quite a bit. Okay. Okay. And do you act almost as a, as a realtor for other people to, bu- to buy and sell land? Um, I don't like to say that because that's not, I'm not a realtor. So okay. uh, I only sell what I buy. Gotcha. So okay. I only sell a property if I personally own it myself. So okay. I will have to own the property to buy it. If somebody comes to me and says, you know, Hey, can you sell me this property that I saw online? I, I have to tell them no. Sure. Yeah. Okay. No, I got it. Yeah. Well, that's perfect. So everything that you're uh, doing, you're, you're hopefully making uh, making a profit on okay. and like how, how, What's your average length of time that you hold? Are, are you looking to buy and sell quickly or, or does it just depend on kind of what price you get into and what price you can get, you can get out of it? Yeah. So there's two ways I sell properties. Um, when I buy a property, I will, I will try to sell it for cash. I'll try to sell it uh, you know, directly to the owner, a one-off payment, and they get the property. That's about 10% of the time. So about 10% of the buyers have cash. The other 90%, I sell on owner financing. So what I'll do is I will buy a property. Let's say I buy a property for $5,000. And I'm ready to sell the property, right? I'll sell it for, let's say 10 cash, 10,000 bucks cash, double my money. And we're just using easy numbers to, to, for simplicity. I'll sell it for 10,000 bucks. Hey, easy money. But most people don't have cash, mm-hmm. right? Most people don't have cash in hand. So what I will do, is I'll say, okay, um, I know you don't have cash. Let's do this. What if we did, let's say 300 bucks a month for 40 months and you can get the same property. I get a great return. They get the property they want and they don't have to come up with, what would that be? 12,000 bucks cash, right? Right. So it, it, it is, it's, it's basically owner financing the property to the end buyer so that they get everything. I get everything I want and it's easy. We're all done. 
Yeah. And now have you, um, have you kind of been bitten with someone who, who couldn't or didn't make payments? I mean, obviously I'm sure that, you know, these are legal documents with, you know, drawn up by attorneys and everything, but you know, there comes a point where if I don't pay you that $300 a month and either if I don't have it, or even if I do have it, but, but don't, it may cost you more to kind of, to get it from me. So does that legal part worry you? Um, or, or do you have systems and processes in place to, to help take away those fears? Yeah. So these, the, the contracts that the, the, the buyer signs, these are not recorded to the county. These are a deal between them and me. Okay. So there's no recording to the county. I don't have to force a foreclosure and go through the county or do anything like that. Um, I do have quite a bit of people that do foreclose or they do stop paying. Um, I will do everything I possibly can to, uh, to get in touch with them. You know, if they're paying 300 bucks a month and they just stop paying one day, this is a typical way things go. I'll say, hey, I noticed you haven't paid in, you know, in a month. Um, what's going on? Is there anything I can help you with? Uh, and they know they don't respond. Most of the time they don't respond. Uh, a few weeks later, Hey, you haven't been paying. Um, what can I help you with? Can we drop your payments? Maybe do you need a month off? You know, what happened? Usually it's no response. Mm -hmm. The vast majority of time they don't respond at all. Like I don't ever hear from these guys again. So after 60 days, um, I take the property back resell it online. Wow. Yeah. So you got paid for however long. Yeah. So that's profit. And, yep. um, but now to be clear, the property was in the buyer's name on the deed. No, no. 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 Okay. No, it's never deeded over to them. So there's never a, um, a, a deed. If there's a land contract between them and me. Gotcha. So, okay. uh, it's, it's basically, it's basically a handshake deal. And obviously it's, it's, on me to record the deed when they do make the payments in full. But um, yeah, there's nothing recorded due to, and I do that because there's so many people that just disappear and right. they just don't, they don't want it, the property anymore. So it would be, it would be a nightmare to deal with right. these, the right. amount of okay. the scale that we've hit yeah. uh, to yeah. catch up with people. Yeah. So then at the end of the term, whatever it was, 300 bucks a month for five years, then you go in and you, and, and, and at the courthouse and, and then the, the deed, goes in their name. Is that correct? Yep, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of it's done online. You can record a lot of, of most counties in the, in the country, you can record everything online. So, you know, you can send in a deed, have it notarized um, and they can, the county will record it online. So you don't even need to go anywhere. Sure. So if they wanted to improve the, um, so I enter into one of these deals with you and, and just, I'm, I'm going to pay you 500 bucks a month for five years, whatever the number is. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to build my house and, and have a house on there. I want to build a, a commercial establishment or I want to build anything. Um, can I do that? Even, you know, I mean, technically, you know, you own the land and we have a kind of a repayment contract or, or how would, you know, building any structures work as far as that would go? Yeah, no, I, I typically don't allow them to do that. Okay. Um, and, and it's multi, there's, there's several reasons. My understanding of Dodd-Frank says that's a violation of Dodd-Frank, which would be okay. my number one reason of not yeah, to- Yeah, go to jail, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's my number one reason. Uh, also though, even if we buy, even if no one notices, let's say they stop paying. Well, they've got a house now on this property that they don't own. Right. I could yeah. send the sheriff out there right now to boot them off. It's so much safer for the buyer just to buy the property and mm -hmm. then start building. You know, if okay. they put in a driveway, it's all their own money that they're spending on this. I'm not doing anything. So they've, they've just wasted all that money on something they're never going to get. So I, I try to encourage them, hey, you know, if you do plan on building, pay the property off as fast as possible. I don't even charge interest. 
So just do whatever you can, get it paid off. There's no penalty for prepayment. Um, you know, I try to work with them as much as possible. And, and a lot of people don't know that. They think they can just, you know, go to the go to Home Depot and pick up a bunch of wood and start building a house on their land, you know. Uh, so you've got to kind of educate people sometimes too, uh, just just to the way, you know, things are things really are uh, to save themselves from that, because if they don't know, they can get really hurt. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, do a lot of people hunt on this land? Do they camp? Do they just hold it or kind of what, what are the what are the uses for the land? Yeah, a lot of camping, um, a lot of hunting. Uh, and then I, I would say the vast, the majority of people, I keep saying vast majority, the majority of people uh, probably own the land to say they own land. Wow. Um, and if anything, I do get a lot of this though, too. If something were to happen in the city they live in, you know, something catastrophic, a new, uh, an attack or political unrest or something like this, they have a place to go where they can go bug out. Sure. Um, and I don't know, maybe they're digging an underground tunnel in the property. I'm never out there anyway. So uh, they could be doing that. Who knows? But yeah, I, I get that a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say, and this is just fascinating to me. Let's say you and I enter a deal and there's, I don't know how many acres and I'm going to pay you 500 bucks a month for five years. And then something happens to where the value of that land just dramatically, dramatically increases. Maybe Disney World's building a new theme yeah. park in that in that city or who knows what, but there's a ton that can happen. Um, I guess I could just accelerate my payments to you. And mm-hmm. now I have land that's worth a whole lot more that I could sell for double or triple. Or I Absolutely. mean, what would my options be there if the land greatly, greatly appreciates in value? Yeah, no, it ha- happens all the time. So okay. I, I sell for whatever the current, re, the current value is, right? Um, but no, values go up all the time. Actually, I just got a, a, a valuation on a property in, uh, in Alabama and I sold the property. If, I bought the property for a super low amount. So I'm fine, right? I, I got a great return. Uh, I think I sold it for $13,000. Uh, I got a notice of valuation. It was like at $47,000. Wow. Um, and I've only had the property for two years. It went up, it went so fast, it increased so fast, but Hey, it's, that's great. The end buyer gets a smoking deal yeah. and yeah. you know, there's deals to be made everywhere. You know, everybody there's um, uh, I guess not surprises, but if you really put yourself out there and you're always investing in things like land and you're going to get these deals eventually. Yeah. 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 So they get a great return potentially and Absolutely. you're getting the return that you had planned on. So you're almost getting kind of a fixed return. I mean, you're not, um, it, uh, other than them not paying, you know, you don't have a whole lot of risk. I mean, you, and you, I'm yeah. sure you factor in, uh, I mean, do you have a formula on kind of what your purchase price is and, and what your payment plan would be kind of how much, um, required rate of return you want? Yeah. I, I like to triple everything on, okay. on payments. Yeah. I like to triple my money on payments. So you know, two to 300% return is pretty average. Um, yeah. That's pretty common. So, uh, and it's passive, you know, at, at once the work is done, it's passive, it's cash flow. I just sit back and take cash flow over and over and over and over. Um, you know, every month I can expect an X amount of dollars coming in, uh, you know, give or take a few thousand bucks. Um, and it's fairly simple at that point. Uh, what's, what's going to happen too, to my properties, you know, what's the worst thing that's going to happen while I just sit there, someone's going to come with a bucket, take some dirt, or maybe chop down a tree, take that. Um, you know, there's so few things. It's not like my house, not like the toilets are going to break or, um, you know, there's nothing, the house isn't going to set on fire, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, so there's, there's very few things that can happen to vacant land, uh, 
you know, while I just let it sit and collect cash. Yeah, no, I love it. That's something I just really hadn't, hadn't thought about. Are most yeah. of your properties kind of way out in the boonies to where there's not a whole lot of traffic. So you don't have any crazy liability where someone comes on, you know, your properties and they climb a tree and fall off and then somehow sue you <laughs> and get millions of dollars or. I guess that's possible. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, there's always, there's always liability. There's always some yeah. lawyer out there who wants to sue everybody for anything, but, but I think Absolutely. the less, the less exposure you have and, and the more out kind of away from everything, um, you know, the, 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 the less possibility there is of that. So, so sure. yeah. So, I mean, th this is pretty cool. Like people who are thinking, well, I never thought of this. This is, you know, I've thought about residential, I've thought about income producing, but I never thought about this. You know, how would people maybe learn a little bit more uh, 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 about how to do this? Um, if somebody's just interested in purchasing land, but doesn't have a tremendous down payment. I mean, tell us a little bit about how they, people could find you and kind of the different ways, different things that they can find online for you. Yeah, well, I, mean, I do offer a, a super affordable course, landlifecourse.com, uh, 50 bucks and I'll show you how to sell land. So let's get that out of the way. It's very affordable, very, very easy to, to do. Um, outside of that, you can buy land for a hundred bucks. You don't need a huge amount of cash. The, the low barrier to entry is kind of what got me into this. And I'll, and I'll tell you kind of how I got started. I had, I was doing direct sales, right? So it's like the uh, you know, selling people vitamins from my home, basically. Yeah. Right? So basically you lost all your friends. I lost all of them. All right? of them. And right. Because when people you know, find out you're into something like that, oh crap, don't talk to me. He's going to make you buy some vitamins. He's, gonna, he's that guy, them. man. And, and, yeah. and honestly, I got a lot of great skills from that kind of world, but uh, you know, in general, it, it just wasn't, it just wasn't for me. Anyway, I had um, 1200 bucks in cash from that business in an envelope. And uh, you know, long story short, I listened to a video. A guy said, taught you how to buy land. I went and bought land and I bought two properties uh, for 550 bucks each, two properties. These now are quarter acre lots. Quarter acre lots, okay. Quarter acre lots, about two hours south of me in a, a county called Pueblo County. And um, it was 550 bucks for two of them. I sold them for 1500 bucks right away. Proof of concept immediately. Yeah. But just think about that though. You can, today you can buy those properties probably for 550 bucks, you know? So as far as the barrier to entry, if anybody's listening to this, you don't need the $40,000 down payment. And you, know, you do not need that much money to, uh, to jump into real estate investing. It, it is definitely possible to do um, at, at a much, much lower amount of money and then you know, grow it to where, where I'm at now. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that is, that is crazy, crazy um, interesting. What about uh, what's your YouTube channel and and um, mm -hmm. what's your uh, what's your TikTok channel and anywhere else anybody can find you? Dude, I got it all, man. I'm I am not TikTok famous, but I am on TikTok. So, uh, <laughs> so you don't TikTok do any cute is, little dances. Um, what's that? You don't do any cute little dances on TikTok? Do people keep telling me you should do a dance? I'm like, I'm not doing a dance. That's so weird. You know, it's kind You're of never crazy though. Like you'll see on TikTok, like professional like um, categories of lawyers and dentists and, yeah. and they do these, but you get noticed. I mean, and I think now in today's world, you know, with social media, just having, you know, good quality content and knowledge isn't enough. You have to do, you know, crazy, yeah. crazy uh, noticeable stuff. I, so I'm not going to do any, I'm on TikTok and I, I, I kind of get my kids to upload videos for me, but I don't think you're going to see me doing any crazy dances anytime soon. Yeah. I'll figure something out. There's gotta be something I can do to still be an adult and still be, so my wife doesn't laugh at me and my friends don't laugh at me and you know, that I can get attention. We'll figure it out. We'll work together. We'll get something going. Absolutely. But my TikTok channel is PJ Riley is land life. 
Um, my YouTube channel is Land Life. Uh, you know, you can, the majority of people hit me up on Facebook. You know, they, they, they message me on Facebook. It's just P-J-R-E-I-L-L-Y. Um, I'm on Instagram. Uh, gosh, pretty much everywhere you can have social media. I'm out there and, uh, you know, usually talking about buying and selling dirt and that's about it. Yeah, man. Well, you know what? I mean, you're, you know, there are a lot of people in the, in the residential kind of real estate niche. Oh, yeah. And um, there's, I don't know. I mean, you're the first dirt salesman that I've, that I've run across. So uh, you might have the peddler. market. I mean, a dirt peddler. Um, so, <laughs> so who knows? You might have the, um, might have the market cornered. So, um, but in all seriousness, anybody who wants to kind of learn about this for literally 50 bucks, uh, landlifecourse.com. Check that out. If it's something you're interested, great. If it's not, hey, I mean, we all spend 50 bucks on anything. I'm not an affiliate. I don't get any of that money, but it just seems like a good idea to <laughs> wink, to wink, check that out. No, no. I mean, I think, <laughs> I think this is awesome. I mean, you can, you can give me a 99% commission if you want, but, but even, even beyond that, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to help go to the YouTube channel land life and then also uh, PJ Riley on Facebook. So, so this is a really cool just way. And I'm all about diversification and, and as a financial advisor, um, you know, I manage traditional investment accounts. So I help people to you know, manage their, their, their IRAs, their brokerage accounts. Um, I also help business owners to improve the value of their business. But I also, even though I don't get directly paid, I mean, I always talk to people about investing in real estate and, and any other asset that can provide some diversification. Because as you see, you know, the markets are kind of having a, a little bit of a tough year and uh, uh, an asset type that is not correlated to the stock market, you'll be really, really glad that you have. So um, oftentimes real estate at least holds its value when the markets are going down. And then of course, um, you know, real estate can, can really appreciate in value as well. So that's, uh, that's pretty cool stuff. So, so awesome. So we, we talked about the questions you were going to, I was going to ask you, but I didn't, I didn't tell you about the, um, the secret question that I ask every guest. Uh Oh, uh oh, here we go. Put you, put you on the spot here. So, here so we, we are, we're, we're the weekly wealth podcast and we talk okay. about the mindsets, the tactics and the strategies that can help you to build and maintain wealth. Mm-hmm. So PJ Riley, I would love to know your definition of true wealth. So to you and your family personally, what is true wealth? I mean, I'm going to give an answer that probably other people have given. Um, it's freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, real wealth is freedom. I could, if, if I had to work 90 hours a week, uh, what, what would be the point? You know, um, it's freedom. And, and I'm going to say it's a lot more than just uh, financial freedom. It's the freedom to be healthy. I have the time to go work out. You know, what's good as money if you're never if you're you know, unhealthy and you're sick all the time. So I have the freedom. Uh, yesterday, my, my wife and I went and bought furniture and we just, we just spent all day driving around going to you know, furniture stores looking for furniture. Wouldn't yeah. have been able to do that if I didn't have some sort of freedom here. Yep. Um, so I think it's overall freedom. I can spend time with the kids. I can go to every sporting event. Um, you know, my, my uh, oldest daughter was, had moved to Florida she just, she was working at Disney. They got rid of everybody because of COVID. So she moved up to Panama city. She's like, dad, I need you to move me from Denver, grab all my stuff in Denver and drive it all the way down to Panama city. So we did. We just threw everyone in the car and just drove. Did you look there. at any, any lots in, in, in Panama city and make a little business I trip out of it? One. I there did you go. See, <laughs> yes, sir. I did a little bit of mileage write off. So in all seriousness though, I mean, when you're in business, you know, you can, 
of course, talk to your accountant, don't break any laws, but, um, you know, you can certainly, you know, that's a business trip or, or yep. at least partially a business trip and, and whatever part of that your accountant lets you take some deductions on, that's just gravy on top of it. So totally. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's the only downside of land. You can't depreciate it. So mm-hmm. I will say, um, you got to take the, uh, you know, the, 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 the legal, uh, tax benefits when you can get them. You got to mm-hmm. really look for those. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's interesting. And like you said, you're probably going to give an answer to the wealth question that, that a lot of other people do. Yeah. Nobody ever gives me a dollar amount. Nobody ever says when I have a million or 5 million or 20 million or whatever the number is, most people give some version of freedom. And, mm-hmm. and what is money? Money really just gives you options. So yeah. if you have a car that needs four new tires, if you have the money to buy the new tires, then it's kind of a pain in the butt day. We have to go to the tire place and sit there and get the tires and you forget about it. If you don't have the money to get the new tires, yes. then you're screwed because then, you know, maybe you can't make it to work and you get fired and there's less money or you have, you know, you're driving around on old tires, you get into an accident. So all the money does in that situation is give you the option to buy the tires. So, yeah. you know, we may not have cash money much longer. We may have all crypto or we may, who knows what, but there's always going to be some form of currency and, and the abundance of that currency um, will give you, will give us freedom. So, absolutely. So, so, so I love it. Well, this has been really cool. I'm going to check out your stuff as well. I, I, I like the concept and again, landlifecourse.com and then also go to land life on YouTube and uh, find uh, PJ Riley on Facebook. So until next episode, everybody, we wish you a blessed week and uh, we hope that you enjoy next episode. Thanks, David. All righty. The information contained herein, including but not limited to research, market valuations, calculations, estimates, and other material obtained from Parallel Financial and other sources are believed to be reliable. However, Parallel Financial does not warrant its accuracy or completedness. The materials are provided for informational purposes only. It should not be used or construed as an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any security. Past performance is not indicative of future results.